the Daily Talk Show, episode 530. Back on the podcast, Lisa Stevenson. Yes, I'm back. How are you? I'm so good. Uh, 98 was the last episode you were on. Like when we f- we travelled down to your place in Mornington. You did. Uh, there was no cameras. Mm-hmm. There was no Mr. 97. That was good actually. I'm glad there was no cameras. <laughs> <laughs> we, had to, we didn't have to have clothes on or anything. Yeah, that was true. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of time. I vividly remember that chat because we ended up talking about like sitting in the shower crying like it was oh remember 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 that bringing that up yeah yeah i mean you you can listen to it if you (laughs) want number 98 yeah Yeah. it was fun actually so that's like a long time ago really have you Mm. got better uh, you, no, you we actually so. haven't. No, but we haven't. Yeah. <laughs> You're having a good time, though. I mean, no, you guys are doing great. You're doing really great. Uh, thank you. The, I mean, the the ten thousand rule, ten thousand hour rule. Mm. Shh, I yeah. mean, we're, we're nowhere near ten thousand hours. But I mean, it's like you. You've been coaching for many, many years. Mm. Um, two years into your journey, what was what was your? Because you asked us how we're going, and we, mm. we were just joking around. Mm. I think we're going okay. Yeah. I think we've got lots of room for improvement. Mm-hmm. I think we're pretty hard on ourselves uh, mm. in terms of where we want to be. So we don't. We look back at 500 episodes, and it's only until we create some highlights video that we even realise how much we've done because yeah. we're so focused on where we're going. Where are you going? How, how's that for you? I mean, you work in this space of helping people through that kind of stuff. Yeah. What is it for you personally? Yeah. So when I look back sort of 10, 15 years ago and think about the people I was coaching, I wonder if they're okay. I was me. (laughs) We did a coaching session at a cafe and um, I'm I'm okay. Are you okay? Well, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did personal training with you and I'm okay. (laughs) Is it based on the the shit you're spinning then? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's an interesting thing to think about because we do, if we're doing what we're meant to be doing well, And current research tells us we need to be spending about five hours a week just to stay current and to to be developing our talent, Mm. right? And so if we're doing that and we're evolving, it should mean we're better than we were yesterday and we're better than we were a year ago. So certainly when I look back over, you know, I mean, clearly it'll surprise you that I'm this old, but when I look back at 20 years of consulting and coaching and mentoring, you do kind of cringe a bit Mm. on the inside And hopefully I'll still feel that about now, you Mm. know, in another 10 years because we do learn so much every day. Mm. Are we in some kind of like, uh, what's that little animal that has a really hard back? It's like an echidna? Nah, no, 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 no. They're like a, you look it up. Armadillo? Yeah, yeah. a little armadillo. Like do we have an armadillo shield on in the time to not feel that external uh, eyes on us that's actually saying you're actually not as good. Yeah, or like spikes of an echidna could work as well. Yeah. Maybe, but I like the yeah. hard no, shell. Like good. you think about uh, you in 10 years thinking about you now and you saying, ah, oh, I'm nowhere near where I w- was now. So you kind of can cringe. I do the same. Mm. How do we? How do, how do you think people are coping through these times mm. when they're just starting? Or what is a coping mechanism to get through that early stage of doing anything? Yeah. So there's a few things uh, that we should be really mindful of. One thing that I've really noticed because I coach very much in that space of high performance is a trait of people who are absolutely wanting to be the very best version of themselves are really hard on themselves. Mm. So when I sit down to start a coaching session, the first thing people want to do is talk to me about what's not working, you know, and they're very self-critical. And 
are the first people to kind of gather evidence about what they need to be doing better. And so it's really challenging for people when I say, tell me about what's working really well. You know, we end up with this kind of culture, I think, in Australia where we end up with well-developed weaknesses because we spend a lot of time talking about improving ourselves and areas for development and we do not spend enough time talking and thinking about what we're doing really well. And it makes sense, right, that the stuff that we're doing really well is the stuff we enjoy more. Yeah, yeah. So for you guys, you know, I'd say when when did you last have a really great meaningful conversation about what you're absolutely smashing out of the park? Mm. You know, what's going really, really well in business and for your audience? Oh, we're egomaniacs patting yeah. each other on the back every day. <laughs> well, it, feels like no, a lu- no. it feels like a luxury, right, when you've yeah. – uh, it feels like that's not a pain point that needs to be addressed. So, for instance, if you've got a car and one tyre – is flat, you don't need to focus on anything else other than the flat tyre because yeah. the idea is if I get the flat tyre working, everything's going to be fine. Uh, everything will work mm. and I can get to where I need to go to. But with development, you know, going back to the armadillo, I can't quite believe we got that word in so yeah. early yeah. quickly. Yeah. But we do develop. My spirit animal. Yeah. <laughs> spirit animal. My spirit animal. That doesn't sound very attractive. Yeah, no, they come up with animal? something better than they that. Smart? I mean, don't judge don't my know. armadillo. I don't look. We're going to Mr. Ninety Seven. Yeah, he's on the it. He's on it. We're going to find Qualities out. Qualities of an armadillo. You heard it here first, people. Yeah, like yeah. we're Ego-maniac all about the armadillo. Hard shell. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful hair. Yeah, and aggressive. <laughs> aggressive. Yeah, high testosterone. Yeah. <laughs> and hides. Yeah, yeah. Hides. Yeah. So you know, we do develop this outer exterior that is about what we want to project to the world and how we want people to see us. And what we know is that current trends are telling us that we expect and want to see vulnerability and authenticity is something that we talk about, but how many people are actually really good at that? Mm. You know, it gets so lost in all the noise of everything that we're trying to be. What about asking for help? What? Yeah. What? It's, it's, I mean, it's part of our culture that we're meant to, I talk about the three things, we're meant to know, we're meant to be right, and we're meant to look good. And so there's something about an, a, this ability that we have to say, actually, what if I don't know the answers? And what if I'm the person who's asking questions that I don't know the answers to? And what role do I have to play with mm. others in terms of learning? Like we miss a lot when we're so worried about having to know. Mm. I think maybe part of it too is being in a period of needing to ask for help at the moment. Part of the challenge is because we've been pretending to know. And so when you've been pretending to know, Mm. it becomes a lot harder because you have to address the fact that you didn't know before. Yeah. And also, have you noticed how busy we all are? Mm. You know, the pace at which we are working and churning out everything in our life is so fast So we just keep going, you know, we just keep going and we get up each day. And I mean, to be busy, I mean, we we understand now we've had this conversation, you know, everyone understands that being busy is not good for us. It doesn't mean that we're great at what we're Mm. doing or that we're talented. In fact, there's real consequences for how busy we are that I don't think we've quite seen yet, Mm. you know. Yeah, it's because I guess the there is that idea of if, if I'm doing, if I've got the option of doing something or nothing... I better, I'm better off doing something. How do we distinguish between the moments that we need? We had Stacey June on yesterday and she was talking about space. We need space. Mm. We need to create space. When, when do we need space? 
and when do we actually need to get our shit together? How do we create that distinction? Yeah, we need stillness every day. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk a lot about being healthy and physical activity and learning and having great plans for our future. But actually, our brain's got to have time to process mm-hmm. and our body's got to have time to heal. So even now when we see people sitting on trains and out exercising, you know, hopefully they're just listening to you. But, Mm. you know, we're so full. Like people tell me about how they're listening to stuff even when they're in the shower. Mm. And I'm like, oh, really? Um, That's a visual I didn't quite need, but okay. (laughs) Um, And so... It's, it's got to be part of our everyday habits. We've got to have an everyday habit that says, um, you know, I have 20 minutes of window time a day, which is where I just need space to kind of look and enjoy whatever view. It might be a cafe. It might be sitting in my office. But we've got to have times where we stop. And also reflection, you know, reflection. There's something about giving yourself time to decide what meaning you want to give the experiences that you're having time to assess what's working and not working for you and also making sure that you have time for stuff that's opportunistic. Mm. You know, when we get so scheduled that Mm. we can miss stuff that we really need to have. How do you create stillness? Uh, So this this is actually a challenge for me. Like I talk about this because (laughs) it's a challenge that I work on Mm. as well. You know, I'm a single full-time working mum with three children. Like firstly, what was I thinking? But, um, you know, so life is really full and busy, but I do have some non-negotiables and they might be simple things like whether it's going for a massage, walking is really important Mm. to me. It's quite sacred to have that time each morning where I walk. Um, I don't ever start my day without meditating. Mm. And I don't mean this one, mm. you know, the clenched little fingertips. Mm. And you mean I'm the daily talk in, show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah <that's laughs> solid session. Yeah, that's right. Meditation. Yeah. So there's lots of things we can do mm. that don't take time or money but allow us that space to actually process. Have you guys heard of streamed conscious writing? No. Oh, I can so it's uh, like the artist's way. It's... Um, taking a notepad and writing whatever comes to mind, the garbage yeah, the, and the con- just whatever comes yeah. out. Type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Look at you. It's good. Our oh, mum was into it. And um, I mean, it's a famous old book, The Artist's mm. Way. And so mm. they have, there's a bunch of uh, things to do to untap creativity. But that I, I did that for a long time and, and I did it in times where it was hard, where I was going through something hard and it was, it was great. Like mm. just getting it out. It's, I mean, there's so much crap. Like when you start writing, it's like, some of it's just the most garbage. But the point is not to judge what's coming well, you, out. It's yeah, just you to, don't edit. You don't even have to show it to anyone. Yeah. But there's something really good for us and healthy for mm. us about taking the time to just sit and be and pick up a pen. You can type as well, but literally just mm. writing what's on your mind. And sometimes it allows you to let stuff go. There's a whole lot of really fascinating research about what happens when we write before we go to sleep. Mm-hmm you know, like what our brain can then actually do with that content. So there's a whole lot of strategies, you know, Josh, around how we look after ourselves and take Mm. that space and time. Sorry, you go. Mm. Well, no, you go. Okay, thank you. All right, we're just having a bit of a tear off. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, a Persian phrase. Yeah, Persian phrase. Um, Tussle. Uh, The high performers, people who are in... Lead, high up leadership roles within businesses that are very goal driven, outcome focused. How do you convince them when these things don't necessarily have an outcome on the other side that is tangible 
for many years or it could be mm. months or it could be a few sessions. But or what about it, if it's intangible? Yeah, or yeah. if the result is intangible, you can't see it. Yeah, yeah. So the challenge with people who are in massive jobs, and that might be a CEO or it can be someone who's an elite athlete, you know, whose day starts at 5 a.m., is getting them to understand the consequence of not taking care of themselves and also the consequences for people around them. So, you know, if you've got a marriage or a primary relationship or you're a parent um, or perhaps you're involved in your community, making sure that you have the priority and giving the time to the stuff that really matters is going to give back to you in so many ways. So I think this is a real challenge that, Mm. excuse me, particularly leaders face is they all feel time poor. Mm-hmm. You know, none of them are sitting around going, I'm bored, what will I do today? There's there's lots of different things that they're managing. But if you don't write it down, if you don't commit to it, if you don't make it part of your plan, it won't happen. So I normally will sit down with the people that I'm working with at the beginning of the year and we actually make it something quite measurable. Mm. You know, I get very specific with them about how much time are you going to allocate to this? What does it look like on a daily basis? How will we know if it's working? Mm. And it's evolving your plan, you know, because things change. So having a coach or a mentor or a trusted advisor, someone that you can actually have a conversation with to say, you know, Mm. hey, how's it going? Because it feels like there's, like we know what we need to do. Like it feels like Mm. in 2019 when there's so many podcasts, so many books, it's become popular culture to know around meditation, around journaling, around sleep. Like there's, you can go through the list of everything we need to be doing. So then I guess it becomes a question of prioritization or starting. What is the single thing that you've found that if people do this one thing, they start with this one thing, it will then trickle down to, to the other things. Yeah, that's a, that's a really great question. Uh, it's having a plan. Mm-hmm. It's having a plan. I think most of us are going along to get along yeah. and we're being busy and I can't tell you the impact of sitting down and actually writing a plan, working out what your commitments are daily, weekly, monthly and evolving that and it should be this living, breathing document that reflects the things that are most important to mm-hmm. you. Success doesn't happen accidentally and neither does happiness. So if we don't get quite deliberate about how we're going to look after ourselves around what success is going to mean for us, it actually won't happen. Mm. And just, you know, on that point, Josh, about we kind of know, we Mm. do know, right? Like we've never had access to as much information and inspiration as we have right now. Like I'm fascinated by that. Mm. Eat more plants. Yeah. Like is there anyone that doesn't know (laughs) to eat more plants? Although it changes, doesn't it? Like eat eat kale, drink milk, don't drink milk. Fruit's not your problem. Yeah, 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 that's (laughs) right. Bread is cake. why, Why is it that we have so many mental health issues Mm. and we have so much unhappiness and, you know, we've got the World Health Organisation talking about, you know, that burnout is a really significant factor that's costing us a lot of money now and we haven't even seen the real consequences of that yet. So, so yeah, we know, we do know what we're meant to be doing, but we're actually not doing Mm. it. Is it because we don't know what the future holds? Like Like a part of me is like, I don't know, in, in on like a more global scale, mm. so global turmoil, if we see what happened with the, the banks or any industry, we're like, actually, we don't know if any of these things are going to exist. We don't know if this is like clients are going to exist. Does that mean that we exist? Like all yeah, of those do big, corporate structures yeah. exist? What does a freelance economy mean? Mm. 
you know, the stuff that um, as a mum of three, I sort of, I'm quite interested in the things that my children are maybe going to study. Will that be a thing? <laughs> is that an industry? Is that a job that it will exist? The transferable skills that we need to learn now um, I was reading an article about this recently, you know, that around, I'm sort of making up the number, it was 40 or 42% of the skills that we have now won't necessarily serve us in being successful mm. in five years' time. And so, you know, mm. there is all of this uncertainty and there's this really fast pace and there's lots and lots of change that's happening. But do you want to hear my prediction? Yes, please. Because clearly I would know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm an expert in predictions, Great. did you know? Um, <laughs> futurist. Yeah, yeah. Put it on your LinkedIn. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, hashtag futurist. <laughs> um, is I think that we're, we're sitting right now in a place of saying we've actually got to get back to basics. Mm. You know, we've, I, I, my, I actually think part of what we'll, we will be working with, uh, with our clients over the next couple of years is going to be things like communication and having healthy relationships. You know, we've got so great at our the way that we can access people all around the world in a really instant, immediate kind of way. But there's some things here that are kind of screaming out at us, mm. like our environment, yeah. you know. And if you look at the next generation of kids, like how great are they? Mm. You know, so they I They also think- don't like calling, being on the phone. No, so that's one yeah. thing which is valid. Which yeah, is valid, yeah. I think. But do we are we are we falling into the trap of treating ourselves like computers? So I guess we spend so much time within technology, and you press a button, and the thing does the thing. Is there? <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah. How do we deal with that within management? Which is like, uh, it's actually us communicating, saying, "Hey, do this thing." It doesn't actually just sort of trigger all these things and the thing happens. You might get back. It's like the person hasn't done that thing. It, they get misinterpreted. Yeah, yeah. And we're losing some stuff as part of that process mm-hmm. like trust. Yeah. You know, when we're having interactions and it's very mechanical or it's about a process, we're losing the experience mm-hmm. and we're losing some of the learning. So, you know, my one of my real passions at the moment is talking to people about Uh, Where are they actually getting their learning from? Where are they getting their inspiration from? How many conversations have they had recently that have really triggered some different thinking for them? So I think, you know, if we look at AI and, you know, your head can hurt thinking about all of the change that's going to hit us in the next five years. You and I were having an embarrassing conversation a few minutes ago before we started recording about, you know, there was no schoolies when I finished school and there was also no mobile mobile phones, Um, you know. And so everything's happening really, really fast. But there's something really instinctive in me saying at some point, it's all going to break a bit and we're going to say we need to get back to caring deeply Mm. about our purpose and caring deeply about the environment that we live in and the connection piece with the people around us and the leaders that are making decisions about the world that we live in. You know, I mean, you mentioned the banks earlier, Mm. you know, integrity and you can't get that from a machine. Yeah. I guess connections, there is that idea too of... uh, connecting with one another but also understanding ourselves and sort of it feels like I don't know if it's because I'm a year off being 30 but there is that sense of like so old yeah, no, mm. but mm. you start asking those questions <laughs> of uh, who, who am I who am I but mm. also like the the broader thing is like how many of the things do I think are based on my previous 
experience and what I've been programmed based on culture. And so when all of that comes up in the air where it's like, okay, the operating system in which I exist Mm. is in question, how do we reconcile our internal operating system to then be able to communicate better with others? Mm. Is this early early onset? Uh, midlife crisis is that what's happening? No, I think everyone's. Ha- I think everyone's having their midlife crisis think, maybe earlier. Well, yeah, yeah. May, maybe, maybe. I, I actually take uh, some solace in the fact that everybody's struggling because I think about like <laughs> me and my yeah. struggles, right? And yeah. Then you got everyone's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> J- James, your young son, who's yes. got his own struggles. Yeah. yeah. Should I he have struggles? Maybe not. Maybe should oh. I have struggles? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, we we've we've all. I mean, you know, you know. I spent my day sitting and talking with people. You know, mm. that's what a, a coach does. Is we reflect back what we're hearing and we're asking questions and we're helping people to kind of work out what their thinking is and what their plan is. And oh, believe me, we've all got our stuff. Mm. Like mm. there is nothing. I don't think there's too. You can, you can take this as a challenge, but mm-hmm. I don't think there's too much I haven't heard. Mm-hmm. You know, I think everyone's trying to find their way. Um, there's not too many people you meet who go, I've got it sorted. Yeah. Um, and we probably wouldn't like them for it. Mm. Um, well, and I mean, what's the the cultural response when someone says, how are you going? Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, that's, that's right. a, am I? Like, I don't know which one. Which, so then you're making a split second decision about what should I share with you based on, mm. I mean, I don't even think like that. I'm mm. just like I instantly respond. It's also respond gratitude. Good. Like I think that part of it is because we're told that we need to feel like you need to feel good. You should be grateful. And so anything other than being good is dismissed. Like because things are good. Like you can always mm. change perspective in saying, you know, this specific thing uh, isn't good, but I woke up today and mm. everything, of you course, know. Of course, of course. But if we think about, you know, your point around the internal operating mm. system that are, is us and the question of who am I and, you know, it all kind of comes under this self-awareness piece, right? Mm. Like how self-aware are we? What is the experience that we create for the people around us? Um, and I, I think it's, and I have this conversation with clients often, you know, how, man, how many of your beliefs are yours? Mm. You know, like what the stuff that's in your head and the map that you use to navigate the world and the values that you have, where have they come from and how many of those have you consciously chosen? So, you know, your parents, your teachers, social media, there's a whole lot of things that play a role in determining what goes in here. But how often do we sit down and go, hmm, you know, I, as a as a mum to an 18-year-old who's just gone off to schoolies and you're having a conversation around, right, you know, what what is it that I most want him to remember, to value, to understand, you know, to take away with him? And I wanted to be, you know, the parent that was wise and, and, and also cool. I wanted to be cool. I did not master that, but I tried. <laughs> and, you know, you hear yourself saying the things that your parents said mm-hmm. and you kind of go, well, hang on, is that how I want a parent? Yeah. And, you know, so if we're, if we're having about 60,000 thoughts a day, do you have more or less than that? I have about 120,000. Yeah. 120, yeah. Mostly yeah, about yeah. when you're going to have lunch yeah, and exactly. what time yeah. and where the lollies are. Well, finding out with, yeah, when, what's free on Uber Eats, mm. like delivery. Oh, Did you know they do that? <laughs> they have a, a whole carousel of what's free right now. Do we get a, an update on the cost, how much not. money you spent on Uber Eats recently? No, but not as much as Brendan Favola, the Adam and Simon, oh, who we had on, right, was yeah. saying that he spent... 
How much was it? Sixty. Yeah, he's a top 60, top spender. Thirty. 60. I remember reading something saying thirty thousand. I think it's thirty. It's thirty five. Thirty five thousand in six months. Yeah, something. Like that. So sixty Which grand. Thirty five. Thirty five thousand dollars on Uber. Uber, 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 Uber Eats. Eats. Yeah, yeah. Is this like a thing? Yeah, a I competition. Mean, well, it's not. No, it's not a competition. No, it's just it's living. Just, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's called hunting oh, and gathering. On, it's, it's called <laughs> dinner. It's, a, it's called living. It's called I breakfast, come, lunch, yeah, and dinner. Yeah, I come down when Josh has got some smelling food that smells mm. amazing. I come down and say, "What has the modern day man hunted and gathered yeah. today?" Yeah. I had and a he's chicken parma that seemed like a jit. Was it like a proper pub it meal? It looks yeah, great. It came it? in a pizza box, bro. Yeah. It was perfect. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. It was really. And I was envious. But, like, I put it onto just, a plate. Can we just yeah, go? Back what, up, yeah. yeah. What was the point of the Uber Eats conversation? Uh, how much I think about, like, what I'm thinking about. What you're and get so, what it's going to. No, yeah. so the, the, in the Uber Eats app, there's a section. <laughs> yeah. There's a section that says, uh, like, free delivery right now, and you get four minutes. And you have to order that thing in four minutes and then it resets. It's gamified it. It's a is, complete. Is, yeah, so, I didn't know about this. And I, I must say, I'm not, you're actually even going to uh, get so it. Yeah, I'll show you. So I can tell it. you what we can get right this now. This is going to be my learning today. Yeah. You know how we talk about you how we should proactively Some learnings are bullshit. <laughs> others are, you know, worthy. Okay. But and you so decide, okay. If we, we have a look here. Okay, no, I won't. Okay. So, that, so free delivery promotion right now. We have four minutes and 53 seconds to order either on it burger Bill, um, Big Al's fried and Bill, Big Al's fried chicken. Not many chicken. options yeah. for ten forty, and so then bargain. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah. sort of. I'll leave it if I start at about eleven or whenever we finish this. I'll start refreshing, right. and when it gets to something, it feels like a meal because these it's fried chicken, isn't it? fried I mean, chicken and burgers I, don't feel like a. Josh, I'm starting. Yeah. Yeah. I, Do you see it as pathetic? No, no. I see it as living. I need to like, eat. Yeah, no, I know. It's a thing. One thing that I, I am wanting to get into, which I mentioned already, uh, is um, on a previous episode, is... Do you freeze much much food? Do you do, you do uh, that? Not a lot, no. Yeah. And Sometimes. so I'm, I'm ne- I've never been much of a person to freeze food, uh, but I saw a great recipe, which is like frozen breakfast burritos. So you make them in bulk. You put them in foil mm. and then you get a sandwich life press. changing stuff. Yeah, a sandwich really. press. Yeah. And then you cook it with that. And because I have a theory that potentially some of these places where I get my burritos from, I have a feeling they're probably just doing mm. that exact thing. And oh, so you're eating nah, frozen No, no, no they're fresh. They're definitely fresh. Well. <laughs> they, no, they map it out with the ingredients. You can have the mix for the burrito yeah, lasts sure. across a couple of days, but it's not, they're not I freezing them. So yeah. let's look at the anyway, belief things. So what about well, so, thought, so, 60,000 thoughts? Uh, I'm yeah. actually, you may be having a hundred, not 120, okay. Okay. but so on this, Tommy, you know, if we think about the example that we've just seen firsthand, mm-hmm. we're having about 60,000 thoughts today. Mm-hmm. And the research tells us that 95% of those thoughts are habitual. Mm. I know, contain yourself. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say about right. food. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. well, it may actually be higher for Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we might be Definitely. hitting the 99% mark. Yeah. But in the context of this conversation and even your Uber Eats example, mm. yeah. what we do is we get up most days and we think the same things and we do the same things. Mm. We're actually really, really habitual. And so when we think about talent and high performance and, you know, hashtag living my best life, Mm. um, this is actually where the opportunity is. You know, how often do we have brand new thinking and how often do we deliberately create opportunities Mm. for ourselves when we can, I mean, what would be living on the edge for you today? Would it be not ordering Uber Eats or ordering from a different place? Yeah, to be honest, it would be going to the plate because sometimes our Uber Eats 
when it's like 600 meters. On a burger, 30% yeah, yeah. off through my app. And I can just walk down. So I think walk, like going that into the be, place. Yeah. yeah, amazing experience. Potentially eating in or whatever. But it's just definitely not, um, yeah. So, so yeah. you're going, so is the goal to, um, to consciously break the habit? So it could be. I'll go to a new cafe this morning. Mm. Yeah. That's just- and have a conversation with a different person yeah. or it can be, you know, we have, we've all heard the story, you know, try and write with a different hand or yeah. do you know you even shower in mm. the same way? Now, I don't want to know what you boys do. Oh, actually, actually, I've, changed, I've started doing cold yeah. showers the last yeah. two days and Great. I connected it with the breathing technique that we learnt uh, off our friends Matt and Nat, which is... <laughs> Don't do that in the shower, oh. you idiot. So I have the cold, no, because it's like the Wim Hof thing. Like I'm combining the cold. No, but you don't cold. do it in the cold standing up. If you pass out, you're going to smash your head. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, I did it. Wim Hof's I, lying down, dude. You lie yeah. down. Well, so I did it and it felt good. I couldn't was fit. very direct oh, feedback. I'm worried. I'm worried. No, well, you're I worried about this about it. Falling over, banging his head, no. and then the yeah. podcast can't go on. No, but I'm actually, I'm what like. What a way oh. to go. <laughs> what a way it's one episode and it's because. Because of the breathing technique. Hero over here. It was Wim Hoffen in the stand. <laughs> That'd up. definitely get you airtime. People would be yeah, exactly. interested in that story, yeah, yeah. how Josh went out. But it's um, yeah. Yeah, live so from I, the EA room. Yeah. So emergency <laughs> department. E- yeah? ER. ER. Yeah, there you go. Emergency, emergency room. room. Different to we, we, an we ER. We actually would yeah. do Did you watch ER we back would. in the you day? You would do that. ER, did you watch that oh, show? A little bit. All Saints, George? Do you remember George Clooney? George, I still hold George Clooney, did you say? No, what was he in? Yeah, he was in ER. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mr. 97. Do you reckon George has got better looking with age? Yes. Uh-huh. How do you yeah. pull that one off? I mean, it's it's, it's better than deteriorating. Would you say yes to George? Yeah. I'd kiss George. Yeah. Would you yeah. turn for George? Yeah, you definitely would. I mean, I'd have a coffee yeah. and a kiss. Part of it's a, <laughs> a coffee <laughs> yeah. and a kiss. Would you, would you order Uber Eats with George? <laughs> yeah, Josh, definitely. would that would yeah, you do I that? Think he's, yeah. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah, does he? What do you base that on? What do you base that on? Oh, just nothing really. He's a humanitarian. He is. He's a humanitarian. He does good stuff. Do you know who is actually a really nice guy? Tom Hanks. Oh. I went down a rabbit hole of watching. There was a New York Times article and then I watched all these YouTube videos of him yes. just in interviews. Did you see the one where the woman was getting married in, I think yeah, it was in yeah. Central Park mm, in New yeah. York and he stopped and took photos oh, and yeah. congratulated her. And when it, he's got a rule, anytime there's a phone, he sees someone's phone, he picks it up and does a selfie. Oh, I've seen that. It doesn't do, have as much Do you do that with people as well? Well, this well. is the thing. It doesn't have much as much cut through if you're not Tom Hanks. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Me doing it, I'm thing. just annoying. You, yeah, 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 it actually makes you a stalker. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> I'd be happy with Tom. Um, yeah. It, he, you know how he played Sully, who's the guy who landed the plane on yeah. the Hudson yes. River? The pilot, yeah. The pilot, <laughs> so the real Sully, was. Mm-hmm. I saw him talking about something, a guy came up to him and said, mate, I didn't really like you in that movie. Like he was th- he was – Talking to Sally, the thinking the real that he guy. was in the movie, it like was it was him in the very f- confusing. Where do you even read that? Oh, no, no, Scoopla, 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 all yeah. over it, all over it. Yeah. So anyway, I think I think what we're taking from this conversation mm-hmm. is yes. really a learning lesson for you mm-hmm. today, Josh. Yep. About we need to get you creating some new experiences mm-hmm. for yourself. No, I agree. That's your challenge. Yeah, I, what, yeah. What's what's one that you've recently done that you've seen had huge oh, impacts? What's one that I've seen recently? Um, oh, I see them all the time because mm-hmm. this is what coaching people yeah. is. It's um, I actually had a conversation with someone this morning where I said, you know, 
if you were going to be brave, you know, what would be the scariest thing that you could do for yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, and her response to that would was to get strong and healthy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, why would why is it brave to be strong and healthy? You know, tell me about that. Um, I got a message from someone on the way here who has been wanting to write a book for 10 years and to say that out loud and make a commitment, you know, requires a mindset mm. and, and, and some accountability. Um, but it can be really small things as well, you know. It can be sitting in, you know, Qantas Club, not getting your laptop out mm. and looking like you're open to conversation. Actually, that could be a different thing. Um, <laughs> let me retract that. Um, but what, what I'm fascinated is by beliefs uh, that are shifting. So I'm thinking for myself, like I think about when I, I was a stripper, and I'd just come off the back when I met you of doing that kind of stuff. I was going to say, can we all be really clear? I did not meet Tommy when no, he was a stripper. It was actually at a, at a self-development weekend away with Craig yes, Harper. It was. So um, without, he hired strippers. For the, <laughs> no, so it was for the past. But it's away. like what I be, I was thinking about, it's probably hard. It's kind of hard to take stock of your shifting beliefs. But one thing that I've shifted is the thinking about, people in that space and it's purely based on my experience being in that. Mm. So being in the adult industry, in the stripping. Judgment? I I mean, I I guess we're all looking at it, basing it on our past experiences, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, Mm. how positive is that and what's the, even if you find a good outcome being in that space, it's still not even that great. And so I'm just trying to work out Mm. my thinking around that and, you know, people doing that shit now is so different to what I had when I was doing it, Mm. you know, made it all make sense for me. This is actually why change is really hard. Mm. Like at at the fundamental basic level, change is hard is because we have these random thoughts. When we have a thought six times, it becomes a belief and our brain creates that pathway, right? And then the the job of our brain is to make those beliefs right. So we're looking for evidence to make ourselves right all the time. So, you know, I have conversations with clients where I'll say, you know, when was the last time you sat down and wrote out, what are the beliefs I have that no longer serve me? You know, what are the beliefs I have that are going to support me in being amazeballs next year? What are the beliefs I have that I actually am not even sure I agree with anymore? So, you know, we spring clean, we spring clean our house, we get a personal trainer to improve our body, we see nutritionists to make sure that we're eating good food. But what's our commitment to cleaning mm. out our brain and making sure that our brain is really healthy? And, you know, the the research tells us that, um, currently we're having the 60,000 thoughts, about 95% of them are habitual and about 80% of those thoughts are negative. Like let's mm. just all be quite depressed about that. <laughs> so what that means is we're boring, habitual and negative. Mm. Um, it's my new Instagram this, yeah, bio. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but this is, you know, for me as a coach, mm. this is what potential is, you know. Yeah. we There's so much for us to still learn and evolve and can you can you think about a time or give me an example when you had a brand new thought for the first time? Like mm. when did you last have a brand new thought and go, oh, yeah. I mean, for me, it was watching that Game Changers doco and then going vegetarian. Mm. But that was, I had that thought and then four weeks later I'm like, 
It was, um, well, I realized. So did you become vegetarian? Yeah, for four weeks. Right. And so then I was like, so I, I was challenged. becoming a vegetarian. Well, yeah, I, was, I tried it. I, I tried it for weeks. a bit. Yeah. But yeah. it was, yeah, it was one of those ones where it's like, I'm going to challenge this, trying to be detached of my previous, the way that I was previously doing what you it. Did before. Yep. But the thing is that it's what Tommy and I were talking about is it's not address it. Like cancelling out that thing isn't actually addressing the thing. And so I guess that's that's one of the, especially for people who have that sort of like disordered eating or whatever, yeah, yeah, as Harps yeah. talks yeah, about. Yeah. It be, these all become like these are all different versions of that. Yeah. They're, they're all at their core obsession around how you eat and yes, what you're eating. Yeah. And um, the feelings that we associate mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. And even if we do think we had a, an, a new thought, is it though? You mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. uh, Josh, you came in this morning, you'd been listening to something that had sparked something. Mm. And it resurfaced existing yeah, yeah, ideas yeah. And, yeah. and being able to reframe it or have clarity on it or inspire it. Because um, I guess it's that whole like knowing isn't doing and we always constantly have these thoughts around, oh, I think it's this or that. And then it's only when you have a conversation with someone and then there's maybe a misinterpretation where you're like, oh, mate, I'm not being clear. I'm not actually doing the thing that I think that I'm doing. Yes. Or yeah. we need to do a better job of communicating what what we believe and what we're trying to do. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of counter-information on everything. So it's if we're looking at these things as truths, there's a multiple. Mm. And so you take example in motivational quotes, so um, uh, build it and they will come or something like that, or Mm. uh, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Mm. Is Are these true? Maybe for some they really resonate. And so that, that's why when you find a quote that resonates, you're like, oh, fuck, yeah. Yeah. that knows me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it just <laughs> gets me. Could yeah. have written it myself. In fact, yeah. wish I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, should we, let's um, dissect a, let's find an opposite of a motivational quote. What's one that you like? And then let's see if there is another side and explore mm. that. Mm. Have you got one that comes to mind? Uh, one that I really like at the moment is you've got everything you need, but it will take everything you've got. You've got everything you need. Okay. So deconstruct. Take, wrong. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have Uber Eats in front of me right now. Yeah. Uh, you've got Subjective it, having that you've got everything you need. Well, you know how you said sometimes you read something and it really mm. talks to you, right? Yeah. And you go, oh, yeah, you've got yeah. me. Is yeah, that, you've got me. Here's a reframe. You don't have everything you need and that's okay. Oh, stop it. Yeah, I like that. Like, yeah, so it's a detachment weird. of... I don't have oh, all the on, answers. Hang on, you're ruining my favourite quote. <laughs> hang on, can we choose a different one? <laughs> well, you can do that with anything. Yeah, right? yeah, like yeah. I even think about yeah. like the grass is always greener on the other side. Right? Yeah. I have an issue with that quote because it because what it's <laughs> setting up, it's sort of what you were talking before, TJ, about uh, knowing that everyone else is fucked and being okay with mm, that. Mm-hmm. And the problem I have with the grass is always greener on the other side is it's predicated on the idea that, Everyone else is going through shit, and that is what should make me happy. Feel better. Feel better. Yeah, that's not. Cool. I mean, that my thinking is the opposite of the grass is always green on the other side. The guy mm-hmm. of the side fence, mm-hmm. he's got his shit too. Yeah, so that is what the grass see, is. Mm. Yeah, but the grass is always green on the other side. Is that it's all looking rosy, yeah, and sure. it's like it looks good. So yeah. you're seeing into uh-huh. the other fence. Like if you jump up on the fence, it's green. He's yeah. watering, uh-huh. but he's severely depressed. Yeah. 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 But the thing is, maybe I get like one of the reframing that I do you is like check on him. By the way, <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> they're up maybe they yeah. maybe their gr- grass is green because they're watering it, and they need to do exactly what they need to do. And so mm-hmm. all we have is what we can do. 
and mm. the inner work that, you know, that's available to us. And, yeah, it, I guess it's not always greener either, mm. right? And also people can make things look a particular way to us. And, uh-huh. and I think, you know, also what I'm hearing, Tommy, is it's really hard to have an original thought, mm. you know, like it's really hard to come up with something that's just yours, you know, because we do collect. Mm. And, and I actually think that's awesome. I think we should steal stuff and we should note the things that we see and hear other people do. Mm-hmm. You know, when we hear a quote that we love, I think it's great to put your own spin on it. Yeah. Unless um, you're a uh, Melbourne-based um, children's book writer, then on the back cover it said, I've got 99 problems but my ABC ain't one. And they got sued by Jay-Z just recently. Oh, really? Oh. That's really? annoying. Don't steal Jay Z's shit. If no, you're going to steal anyone, not Jay Z. Steal mine, <laughs> yes. Josh's, Lisa's. Yeah, mine, mine, mine. No, but I, yeah, I mean, uh, in the video space, I've seen people doing carbon copy style videos of other ones I've seen. It's like they're, they're just identical and they work. Mm. And you could easily be like, ah, oh, this uncreative, like shit kickers just ripped off somebody. Mm. But then. The uh, the other way is no, nah, it's actually it, it's a tested method and mm. it works and you yeah. can inject your own personality and so and if they did the work right yeah. they yeah. had to go and hire the camera or mm-hmm. film or write write the script or yeah. study it you know like there's something about doing the work yourself and so there's effort that they've put in that I mean this is just like keyboard like sitting behind a keyboard is so easy to it's also the projection of projecting, yeah. uh, projecting our own feelings around yeah. like. What are you doing differently? Who are like then it comes down to mm. identity. But everyone like if you think about it, you need to um before you can actually create your own style, you need to pick up like if you think about yeah. like I think about all the videos mm. I made as a kid, they were all parodies. It was all like all yeah. Aussie adventure adventures, the panel, mm. recreating all of this stuff mm. with the idea of like, okay, you emulate and then you like get going and then you find your own thing. Like why yeah. recreate the wheel from scratch? Like I think mm. that's almost yeah, even we take, more destructive. Yeah, we take inspiration mm. from the stuff around us that, you know, that resonates or that we think we can learn from or that we just like. If you mm-hmm. think about leaders, people that you work with, it's, we also learn so much from people who are asses, yeah, yeah. you know, like we really do. Like I, I think mm. we we have this negative kind of vibe that we can put around stuff that's hard and people that are really difficult. And I was having a conversation with someone recently about someone that they're working for who is a tosser, mm. like a, actually a true blue tosser. Factual tosser. <laughs> Factual tosser. Yeah. There's plenty of evidence. It's on their LinkedIn. True. It's actually on their, <laughs> on their for profile. <laughs> and, you know, you know, you were saying early, mm. we can always frame stuff up. Yeah. But I said there's actually something really powerful about you knowing you're, you won't be a tosser going forward. Mm. You know, like you're learning what that feels like on the other side. And when we, it's when we stop and think about, I will never do that to someone else, or mm. I'm going to be really aware that I never want someone to feel that way when they're around me. You know, we learn a lot from that stuff and it, it can get lost in all yeah. the noise. We can, you, know? you can choose for something to serve you or not to serve mm. you. And if we've got all these things happening in life, defaulting to using it, as a way of serving, I guess. Mm. Makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah. You mentioned sort of the high performers you deal with. Harder I don't than deal with deal them. With I work with them. That work, sounds work with, <laughs> deal with help, terrifying. assist, <laughs> yeah. nurture, Support. educate. Yes, yeah. yeah. Love. Better, better. Uh, maybe not love. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, are hard on themselves. I think about us and 
we're in mid, in the midst of doing a lot. There's and a then, couple of high performers. Well, I think we're trying to be high performers <laughs> in the space of this. Yourself. Well, I think we couldn't do an, do a, we couldn't do this if we weren't trying to perform mm. at a high level. Yeah. And so then there's also a moment where you are in it and you're like, I'm not doing enough. Mm. And I can imagine you felt like that. You're a high performer. Ah, oh, yeah, totally. Rocking it, clearly. Um you do, can I, so I just want to, can I give you some feedback? Yeah. Yeah. To both of you, mm-hmm. actually. So. Is it uh, my shorts? So, actually, I do <laughs> want to talk about that. Quite we do that short yeah, it's because I'm sitting down. Um, I stand up. Like, yeah, we, maybe we'll talk about that privately. <laughs> yeah. um, but the thing that I think you're doing really, really well is the consistent work. So people want success really quickly. And we see so many examples of people who become successful and build profile overnight because something happens. Um, And, you know, I'm really invested in your journey and I care a lot about you guys doing well. And, you know, I've the coffee thing and the 7-Eleven and, Mm -hmm. you know, I see you trying lots of different things. And the thing that you're doing really, really well is the work and the consistent work. It takes commitment and resilience to get up every single day and go out there and do stuff, Mm. you know, like there has to be thoughtfulness. You've had to invest the money. You've had to, you know, build the studio. You have to be good enough and interesting enough that people actually want to come and have a conversation with you Mm. and give their time, you know. So there's a whole lot of stuff that sits around it, but it's the being prepared to do the work Mm. that I really admire about what you're doing, Mm. you know. It's seven days a week, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, and that is a conversation that I have with people a lot. You know, people will say, oh, I'd love to write a book. And I'd go, okay, so do you have this much money and do you have, you know, nine to 12 weeks where you can sit down every single day and write? Oh, you know, mm-hmm. or we, you know, we want to have an amazing body. Well, are you prepared to stop drinking alcohol for a period of time and actually consistently change how you think about exercise? And well, maybe next year I'm prepared yeah. to do that, mm-hmm. you know. So you guys get up every day and do your thing. And I, I want to recognise that. Oh, because thank you. Thank you. That's a big contributor. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because it doesn't... Um because you know that consistency is what you need to do. I think the interesting thing that we're discovering, it, it it's still not necessarily the answer. Like there's a bunch of things, but you just still need to keep doing yeah. it. Yep. It's mm-hmm. like um, I think that we said like oh, once we get to 100 eps, 200 eps, 300 eps, 400 eps, 500 eps, all these things will happen. Mm. And I guess that it's beyond the consistency it's the learning of the detachment of outcome like mm-hmm. we believe in what we're doing we yeah. believe in the mission yeah and we can only we believe the same thing around consistency and so we can only execute on our beliefs yeah. with the hope that it resonates with other people and mm. and being you know really aware of what success will mean for you mm. you know in terms of how many people you have listening and following and you know, it counts that you're having a good time, mm, you know. Yeah. Well, I think we've used that as the metric more yeah. so than anything. When, st- do you know, when I hear people talk about you guys, I'm actually mm. having my um, my front yard paved at the moment uh-huh. and I told the guys I was coming to chat with you mm. and they were like, oh, Tommy and Josh, oh, we listened to them. What? And I was like, oh, my God, people actually listen <laughs> oh, to you. Great. Josh I got heckled down the street. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, well, you had someone say, love your podcast. It wasn't a heckle. It was oh, a, a compliment. That's a nice but one. It, but oh. it did uh, mm. catch me off guard. Oh. But it is very Do you it is get very negativity? Nice. 
Because you're, I mean, you're so approachable Mm -hmm. and warm and there's not a lot of judgment that you do on the show. Probably like misunderstanding. I mean, the thing is that like we're negative internally about the shit that sometimes Mm. we say or do. Mm -hmm. And so it makes sense that uh, other people feel the same way. The thing that we trigger ourselves in of like the old version of ourselves that we're not proud of, if we have moments like that, it's like, oh, there's going to be people who are way more refined than us who see the exact same things that we Mm -hmm. see. And so I think framing it that way, it makes the negative stuff way more palatable because we sort of empathise mm. and understand where those people are coming from. And and also when part of your philosophy, you know, you send a little email out to people mm. before they come and talk to you, which mm-hmm. basically says, you know, we don't edit our show. Yeah. And I actually think that's pretty rare. Mm. It's pre- Unless you're doing live TV or live radio, um, everything else is pretty sanitised. Yeah. I think we pretend it's not, yeah. but it actually, you know, we're pretty careful about what we say. We're pretty mm. politically correct. Um, and so to have a show that's not edited, I would imagine that there are times when people have a different view, mm. but that's okay, right? Yeah. Like tension, tension is actually something we do need in business. Mm. Yeah. Without tension, we don't actually have growth. We don't have conversation. So as long as it's not about deliberately offending someone, oh, yeah. then, you know, that's actually really healthy. Well, so, I think, you know, if you're wanting to be a better communicator, just creating something like this where you can't edit it mm-hmm. is powerful because you learn that it's almost like you sort of your mind's racing fast, but you end up catching up with it to under, like to be in time mm-hmm. with it. So you're not saying shit that you wouldn't really yeah. want to say a second mm-hmm. lady like, Ugh. and it yeah. is confronting, yeah. right? Yeah. I think that's the thing. Did it give you a little, Ooh, of not so, edit, having yeah, seeing seeing the not edited thing like were yeah, you someone I, well, I think I appreciated it. Mm-hmm. Like it it told me immediately about what your expectations are, and one of the things that's really important for business is setting culture. Mm-hmm. And culture is not just about your internal people. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys have very specific culture, Mister Ninety Seven, sitting over there, and you you know your jumpers, and it's weird by the way when my <laughs> children and I all wear our jumpers. Oh, on the same great. Day. But um, oh, you need to show an awkward family photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Christmas yeah, photo. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, you know, so the, there's a cultural piece that's really important. And every time you send out, whether it's an email, a calendar invite, you have a phone call with someone, you are creating an experience for that person of your business. Yeah. And so I'm really fascinated by that. So I read the wording in your email quite quite carefully. It was this morning, but I did read it. And, you know, I, I sort of it made me proud and I think it's quite courageous because mm. there would be people who wouldn't be prepared to do this. Mm. They're not prepared mm. to not sort of have that opportunity for mm. a right of reply and, and editing. So, but that's part of your brand, right? Yeah. And if we're living in an authentic age, yeah. this is the opportunity yeah. to be authentic. And we've Absolutely. got nothing to lose as well. We don't own anything. So. Right. <laughs> no, one, no one can sue you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, take us for the you know, Take you anything, do- but don't take Bodie's bike. <laughs> exactly. Don't take Bodie. And, you know, you're right to free Uber Eats or yeah. free delivery. Yeah, free, free delivery, delivery yeah, of your Uber Eats. You can't Uber use it. If you lose it. everything, it's a credit card. You yeah, can't yeah. have a credit card. How yeah, cute is your Bodie, by the way? He's great. He's getting big now, Oh, he's a big boy. I was listening to the podcast where he told you you had bad breath is that oh, what yeah. it was yeah yeah that's attractive. truth bombs yeah the truth yeah, bombs. Truth yeah. Hurts. yeah. <laughs> how do you experience how do you experience or deal with personal growth and then implementing it within a business so say if you have an aha moment and you've been running a certain way with yeah. a bunch of employees and contractors yeah 
how do you then sit down and realign? Yeah. Oh, I love that question because I think there's a simple answer, which is I actually tell people. Mm. So I do a lot of speaking and sometimes you smash it and go, look at me go, like totally rocking it, knowing it. And other times you get nothing and go, oh, just get me out of here immediately. Um, and I will actually tell people. So I have told audiences and said, you know, so I've spent a lot of time in the corporate world and, um, you know, I'm stepping out, I guess, and wanting to share more of my story and that's feeling a bit different for me and so I'm going to be using some different language today and I'm actually going to be sharing some stuff that I haven't shared before. And people really respond to that. People respond to the humility of I'm in this with you Mm -hmm. and I'm trying new things and I'm learning different things and Um, you know, I had a a public workshop that I did that, you know, I thought would sell out really quickly because clearly I am amazing and, you know, and it didn't. Mm. And you sort of go, oh, what happened there? And I remember putting up an Instagram post saying, so, you know, a lot of my work is with private clients. I've got this idea to do this public workshop. Mm. No one actually registered. Um, (laughs) What's happening? And, the, you know, people, that was what actually had people book in and it, you know, filled literally within an hour because people responded not to the schmick me saying, hey, I've got these strategies I want to share around success. People responded yeah. to the truth. I like it because, I mean, that's a nat- it's a reaction or a natural response to something happening that's very authentic versus using it as a strategy. Mm. Yeah. I know you're very strategic. You've got a marketing background. I feel like that's probably not coming from a place of like, this is how I'm going to do it. No. I'm actually just being honest now. Yes, yeah. And then it works. What's yes. the Which is funny- for help thing, right? Yes. Like, so in the moment you created this thing and there's like a little bit of embarrassment but a reflection of like I read the room wrong yes. <laughs> around what this is yes. or I haven't communicated mm. this yes. well. And so the ability to then say, hey, I read the room wrong how about if I frame it this way? Yeah. And and there's a real skill in doing that in the moment as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I'm not sure I made a great choice coming on here this morning. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but, you know, having a uh, being brave enough and self-aware enough mm. in the moment to say, I don't feel like this is going well. Yeah. Like what do I mm. need to do differently? And I do that, you know, with audiences and in workshops. I'll go, the room's really quiet can I check in on what that is? Is Am I boring or are you just reflecting or what, you know, what what's happening? Um, and people do get that. The other strategy I use is I tell people that they have to laugh at my jokes <laughs> and I find that works. So you just laugh. Yeah, yeah. 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 Tell, tell people what your expectations yeah, yeah. are, you yeah. know, and, and how you're doing. We should do that at the start of every show. Yeah, expectations. tell people to clap loudly. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we haven't yeah. expected people to laugh and then we found people laugh at our show. Whether it's at the bits we want them <laughs> to laugh at. <laughs> yeah, they're Maybe laughing at us. <laughs> this is bullshit. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, your book, read me first. Yes. The um, my favourite shop in the world is Milligram in ah, uh, Doncaster, beautiful. and I always see it uh, yeah, there. They, and I'm always they like, do a great job. Yeah, I know Lisa. I, yeah, personally, we go way back, <laughs> way back. You and I. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, you're working on a, a new book. What's the mm. the learnings from doing one to having a second crack? Oh. Yeah, lots. Mm. I actually met with my publisher yesterday, Leslie. Who, shout out to Leslie. Shout out to Leslie. Um, she, her and I were having a conversation about how I really had no idea. Yeah. You know, I had no idea. And actually writing is not kind of something that I've always been particularly good at or that was part of writing the book was 
I wanted to do something that would really challenge me and that I would learn some new stuff from. And boy, did I learn some stuff. Like there's a whole lot of things that, you know, I, I want to do better and differently. Um, starting out, you know, from the very beginning. So for the next one, I'm allowing a lot more time and I've been working with a researcher mm. because I want to find out and really test my thinking around some of the things that I want to write about. Um, and it's it's actually really confronting, you know, to write a book because there's this, the, the book that's out currently has a bit of my personal story in it. And I had this moment, I remember before the book launch, Tommy, which you came to, where my work as a coach is about serving others. And so I spend my day listening to what's happening with other people and what's, you know, asking them questions about them and working on their life plan and and then suddenly you kind of have this book that's got all of the stuff that's in your mind and the things that are really important to you, the strategies that you want to share. And it's a bit like putting your soul into some paper. And everyone says, you know, you'll get trolled, you'll get book reviews, you'll have people say really awful things. And, you know, you get all of the positive, amazing stuff as well. But it's been a real ride. Mm. It's been a real, a massive learning curve, actually. What sort of person is trolling a book like a, a book requires like a bunch more effort right yeah. it feels like so you do an yeah. instagram post or a tweet very easy mm. takes an extra level of a a troll to um, oh, yeah. go to the effort yeah. of reading and I've then had some interesting ones actually yeah. yeah i had and of course you don't really know who it is mm. so it was a man's name but mm. who knows who it was but i had one recently and he went across all of my social media including mm. linkedin and wrote some really awful things about how women like me shouldn't be allowed to just write books. And you obviously triggered something. And <laughs> it was like, Trigger warning. could we perhaps have a conversation about yeah. that? Um, you know, and I, there's, I, in the book I write about, um, this actually makes me even uncomfortable to even talk mm. about this, actually. I don't like how this played out, but. We can't edit it. We no, can't edit just, it. So, just so filter lead. No, no, <laughs> no, not, not filtering, but. Um, in the book, I write about how I went and lived in Italy for three months with my children. And that's actually something I'm really proud of. And I don't mean for that to sound ego-based. It took work mm. and effort. And it was something that really mattered to me. So as a mum who'd sort of done divorce and found myself with sole custody of these three small children, I very quickly had to establish a business and a career that would sustain the four of us and work really, really hard. And one of the goals that I'd set for myself was that I'd always wanted to travel with them and just go and immerse ourselves somewhere. And we chose Italy. Now, I still worked when I was there, you know, because I'm fortunate that I can coach clients from anywhere in the world. We saved. Um, it was not particularly expensive, actually, mm -hmm. is the truth. Like if the economy in Italy allows for you to email Airbnbs and hotels. We went in the off season and, you know, it it was, it required a plan and it felt kind of brave to go with three young children by myself to a non-English speaking country. And I actually, something blew up on social media um, that started with a particular woman writing about the arrogance of that. Mm. And how could I possibly understand what it's really like to struggle and to be a woman and, um, it was really, it was hard. Mm. It's so almost shaming or guilt around success. 
Yeah. But it's also project, but but also like we don't know. Like we had people comment. We had a a, a friend of ours, Matt Diavella, created a video about our journey. And people would say they must be trust fund kids doing like the, how do they have the time and the resources yeah. to be able to do it, mm. which is always rich when you're having conversations around yeah. clients and leads and making yeah, money yeah. and trying to do it. And so like. Yeah. And, mate, I'd be on a boat in Italy. <laughs> like I'd be in the Mediterranean. <laughs> if I was a trust fund kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what you'd be doing. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I think that's interesting too. But I guess it's the limiting beliefs of the, the people that they've put on themselves around what they can do and their ability to be resourceful. I guess it's a doing things can sometimes trigger in other people what they're not doing, Yeah, which is uncomfortable. It it, it can be confronting Mm. and, you know, I guess my whole point was that most things are possible if we're prepared to do the work and if we make a plan and it took a couple of years of saving and, you know, all of that. The the other thing that I've really learnt about from being the author of a book, is that people actually love to have conversations about what they're working on on themselves Mm. and people are really fascinated by success, you know, and it's actually this thing that's quite hard to achieve, Um, not because it's big but because we often don't really know. We just don't really know. You know, people can set goals for themselves and get there and go, why don't I feel amazing? Mm. Why don't I feel successful? Success is so personal. And, you know, for me, the purpose of writing the book was when you find yourself in a position going, "Mm, so I don't have a home and I've now got these three children. And, you know, if I was going to be brave, if I was going to do what I always really wanted to do, what would that be? Mm. And it was creating my consulting business, you know, that's what it was. And so, you know, I'm in this with you guys, you know, we're being entrepreneurial, we're making a lot of compromises to do what we do, actually. Mm. It takes a lot mm. of hard work and there's things that we miss out on. And But there's also so much great stuff, you know, the people that I've met because of the book and the learning that I've had, you know, was it has been a bit unexpected, you know, because people will come and share with me the things that they've most learned about themselves or that they've learned. I'm actually going to do something about, write about this over the next week. Um, And you never know what's going to resonate with people. Like people will pull something out of the book, a particular question or that it might not even be top of mind Mm. for me. So it's, I mean, yeah, that, I relate to that a lot just based on what we do, which is like we're always surprised at what resonates. Yeah. And so there is a bit of detachment in that, which is like uh, sometimes when a show feels shit, it's people's favourite shows. Mm. And so having that in the back of our mind, I guess, allows us to be braver in just having a crack Mm. and showing up and and doing it. Yeah. Um, Speaking our truth. Yeah. You know, just I think there's something happening in the world at the moment about we're responding to people who speak their truth. And also we are responding to people who want other people to be successful, Mm. which is not traditionally Australian culture, actually. The whole tall poppy and don't get too big for your boots and, you know, it's really interesting um, the experience I have when I'm speaking in America compared to Australia is fascinating. You know, like in America you're expected to talk about how great you are 
you know, and you, you're expected to walk on and, and you know, be laughing at your own jokes and, you know, which I'm mm. actually good at. Yeah. I'm, I'm high performing <laughs> at laughing at my own jokes. Um, but I think there is a bit of a shift happening in Australia at the moment where we, are, we want people to succeed mm. and we're starting to have different conversations with people about that, which fills my heart with joy, actually. Uh, how do you feel about the definition of success and how does that play a part in what you do every day? Yeah, I think what the way I think about this is that there actually isn't a definition. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you Google or search, you know, what success means, there's a whole lot of standard things that will come up. My version of success could be fitting in, you know, a 15-minute walk each morning and yours is running a marathon, mm-hmm. clearly in your yeah. shorty shorts. <laughs> um, you know, and success can be about knowing I can pay my bills and that my children have got what they need, or it might be something that's really different to that. You know, success is being able to go on that type of holiday. And what I know is that success is not about the stuff. You know, I think my my prediction, the futurist in me, says... That's a good title, of yeah, the, the I, futurist I in like me. Yeah, actually, yeah, maybe right. that's my next book yeah. title. <laughs> that could be a good book title. Um, was Leslie listening to that? Um, <laughs> Write it down, Leslie. Yeah. I think what we're going to see is um, that people are going to get clearer about success being about experiences mm-hmm. and the people that we have around us and the learning that we have and the exposure that we have to the world that we live in. It's going to be, we're always going, well, lots of people will always want a nice fancy house and, you know, a car to drive. But I think we're starting to get far more meaningful. Um, do you guys talk about purpose? Have you talked about purpose lately? Justin Bieber's album. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Good one. Exactly what I was referring tour. to. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I think covered it in length. No, I think it's funny because it's built in. It's probably one of those things that we don't talk enough about. It feels like it's built in and that was part of the thing uh, before you got here that we are talking about, which is like being more Mm. deliberate in talking about our purpose, which Mm. our purpose is to create connection in a world that is feeling disconnected and with uh, the future of work being remote and people not having consistency where something that every single day you can listen to and it's Mm. a consistent thing and it's – it means that you're not limited by geography. You're not limited by your situation. You can tune in. I don't think we've necessarily done a great job of, mm. of externally communicating mm. that's what our purpose is. So what what would that be in one sentence? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's around um, uh, creating connection for, you know, the future of work. Like, because I think that that's like, because yep. everyone's got work, everyone yep. need everyone, because uh, work people tie in with purpose. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and everyone's got on their own mission of things to do. Yep. And for us, it's um, it's also I guess the other thing around, uh, you know, we talk about the over optimization that we're all doing, mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of podcasts that are strictly optimize, optimize, and then you have entertainment, and I guess what we're saying is that. Uh, friendship, sometimes you laugh, sometimes you cry, mm. sometimes you're serious, uh, you know, sometimes you just want to relax. And so we're trying to give people that whole mm. scope of connection awesome. rather than uh, I know if I'm listening to these guys that 
it's going to be about optimize, optimize, optimize. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, yeah, in we need to do dial in our our one sentence. Oh, in the early days, it was our purpose was to scale our friendship, which mm-hmm. sounds you know quite tech terms, <laughs> yeah. entrepreneurial view on friendship. But mm-hmm. it's like, how do we take this and how do we share it with yeah. the mm-hmm. world? Yeah. And so the purpose was that, and then you know, I think being able to articulate how you know that what mm-hmm. you just did, Josh has come a lot of episodes in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it and was it's the, still evolving, yeah. I think, by yeah. the sounds yeah, yeah. of it. And that was beautiful to listen mm. to, by the way. Like it's, I think the word purpose, I don't know, we might need to find something else. Like it's kind of, it's a bit of a wanky word, mm. but but the meaning is important, mm. you know, and why we get up to do what we do and the way that you talk about creating connection with people in a world that's actually pretty disconnected, mm. you know, that's, there's there's a need for that. Mm. There is a need for that. And doing it with the warmth in which you do it is awesome. But I think there's this is a good a good trigger, hopefully, mm. for everyone to kind of think about what is it that I get up in the morning to do? And that's not about necessarily about others, but what is it that feeds my soul? What's going to drive me? What's going to make me want to do this even when it's really hard? Because yeah. there must be days where you mm-hmm. go, I've got nothing. Yeah. I've actually got nothing. Yeah. I'm kind of tired. You know, and days where you're not feeling well or, you know, mm. Bodhi's been awake during the night or you had too, yeah. too much wine or too many lollies <laughs> or, you know. Um, that's the guy he is. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that, that happens. So yeah. what is it that's going to sustain me when mm. it's hard? Well, mm. I'm going to think about the connection and the there's people out there who yeah. are waiting to hear that today. I guess that's the same thing of like whether it's like going to the gym, like all these things aren't easy, but then when you're in it, like when we're in it, the momentum or the feeling mm. we can change, like actually showing up, turning on the microphone, we can change. I guess it's almost like a meditation in some ways. It can, shit can be all happening mm. or whatever, but we can express, uh, have some fun, there, there is a level of it's this balance between authenticity and performance mm-hmm. and we are doing a performance as well in regards to like a friendship what does my friend need right now yeah. and we're performing in yeah. that way yeah and so I guess the great thing the consistency is that that thing doesn't change in regards to what the audience needs I guess it's probably similar to being a parent you can yeah. have shit happening and all that sort of thing but you have to perform as a parent, whether, you know, businesses, yeah, regardless, regardless of anything. Yeah. yeah. I find that, you know, when I'm coaching, there's there's times when, you know, you're tired and it takes an extraordinary amount of energy to be present, doesn't mm. it? You know, like whilst we're having a good time, are we having a good time? Oh, good yeah. time. Yeah. Whilst time. we're having a good time and, you know, it's, it's a great conversation, it takes energy to be present. Mm. And when we're mostly running on empty and lots of people are feeling tired and also we're getting into the end of the year, that can feel harder. And so how do we get our energy back? Like how do we refuel? And so I love what you're saying about, you know, just turning on the mic and, Mm. you know, when I turn up and I'm with that coaching client and we're sitting in the room, there is a formula, you know, there is a purpose. And once you get started, it's a privilege, right? Mm. It's a privilege to do the stuff that we get to Mm. do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, de- yeah, definitely. I think the the personal privilege of <laughs> the sold. No. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying the the personal benefit is that it actually sometimes 
I feel so much better once we've done the show. Mm. As in like it's brought an energy and so that's a selfish privilege. Mm. But then I know that that also on the other side can help somebody. Someone can enjoy the conversation. Someone might have been feeling like me. And then they listen and they got distracted from the thing that they've yeah. been worrying about. They're like, ah, yeah. I don't even care anymore about that. Yeah. It's also like resistance in life. Like I feel like there's constant resistance. Like I think about like doing the washing. I always feel good <laughs> when I've done the washing, but the resistance of doing That's the washing the most hilarious is really example. hard. Yeah. yeah well, because yeah. I'm like, well, I'm like, oh, I've put the final sock on the clothes hanger or whatever. I'm like, of oh, the, um, what's a clothes horse? I use it every day, so I, but I don't know the terms. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's those things. So you push back, like I'm sort of leaning into that more, which is like, oh, I actually feel good. Like for some of these resistances, we don't even test. We don't even like, well, why am I resisting this? This is easy. It's like yeah. admin. I'm constantly like uh, pu- putting off admin yeah, things. And then it's like, and- yeah, but then the thing is that like clearing your inbox actually feels good. Feels great. Yeah. And so yeah. it's almost like trying to work out what to do with the resistance. Yeah. And is the resistance serving us? Yeah. And why are we, mm. like, why does it, yeah. If we do, if our strengths are the things we gravitate to do, mm. is it, so the weaknesses are the areas that uh, offer up resistance I mean, is it, how good can you be at putting yeah. clothes on a clothes? Well, yeah, yeah. Are I you mean, like performing? Yeah. 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 You're just yeah. talking about yeah. shit you should be doing. Yeah. Well, it's almost like <laughs> yeah, the reframe. Right. I guess that like in the hyper-optimised world that we're in, you can easily create a narrative of around, like my mission is way bigger than doing the so- like putting the socks on. Like that's not going to serve, but it's actually is as important as the stillness. It's the like mm. the small things that are uh, just... Like they're the centering things. Just it's being like, organised yeah. and feeling like life is in hand, you know, because mm-hmm. sometimes life can feel like a strategic operation. But, you know, you've you've just kind of triggered this thought for me about what we do with our time, mm. you know, like where we put it. Um, sometimes we'll get calls from people to say, you know, could you come and speak to our people about time management? Um, and I go, in the same tone, uh, <laughs> you can't actually manage time. Uh, there's 24 hours in the day. Um, and so one of the things that um, that I wrote about and that I also talk about is, you know, for everything that we say yes to, we're saying no to something else. Mm-hmm. So how consciously are you planning what you do with your time? And actually what doing the washing and the folding and, and the stuff that has to be done is important, mm-hmm. right? But when we say... I, and I think this feeds into the business stuff that we were talking about earlier, that we say yes to a lot of stuff that's not aligned with our purpose or that makes us busier than we need to be or doesn't allow the stillness that we need. So when we say, you know, yes to that extra meeting, we're actually saying no to exercise, mm. you know. So being really aware of what we do say yes to. Say yes to folding the socks, I Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't fold them. I definitely don't fold them. <laughs> you, I just hang them. Well, I just put them sort of in the... Actually, I've done yeah. a, mac, a mass chuck out of socks that there was a certain one that I thought were um, good, but they're actually. Um, oh, did you buy in bulk? Yeah, you they're like they the non. Yeah, that's like annoying. The, yeah, Mister yeah. Seven buys them from eBay. He gets bamboo, bamboo socks, yeah. bamboo, bamboo socks. socks. Yeah. Yeah. Don't work yeah, out great. if it's the socks or his shoes that's making him. I smell. think it might be the shoes. I reckon oh. it's the socks. I think that if you uh, if no, you no, because bamboo it doesn't it from it's eBay. We actually don't know if it's, it's bamboo. Yeah, it's 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 really, it's 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 it's
Yeah, it's not bamboo. Yeah, bamboo PTY. Yeah. 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 One day bamboo. <laughs> when it's they make enough money, it's meant to wick away the sweat, isn't yeah. it? Does yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. It's meant idea. to. It's meant to be like antibacterial and antifungal. Yeah. yeah. Did you know you can get bamboo undies as well? I did see that. T-shirts are lovely. I've got merino wool. Yeah, they feel nice. Do you get into merino? I don't mind a bit of merino. Yeah. I feel like mm. going to New Zealand, you should get into the merino. Actually, could, that's a good thought. Mm. I could bring you back a little bit of yeah. merino. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd just be nice. the actual wool. <laughs> just <laughs> just a little. sheep. Yeah, sheep. I'm just going to bring it back for you. Uh, well, thank you, Lisa, for choosing your time. Are we going to end on bamboo undies? Is yeah, that absolutely. That's how, we, that's how we roll. <laughs> Do you have any other thoughts on seven on how to end it? Um, oh, did you find out facts about the armadillo? So, well, the, so the armadillo, oh. it's not intelligent. Oh. <laughs> Go it's on. not smart. Uh, of it's, it's it's really determined. Yeah, oh, that's me. Uh, Intelligent, determined. Yeah. They yeah. can live up to twenty years in captivity or ten years in the wild. Right, so you could oh. do ten, so. Wait, twenty Are years in captivity. captivity? Yeah. You're in the wild here. Which yeah, no, this I is think captivity longer right now. in captivity. To be honest, like yeah. if I had everything done for me in the zoo. Yeah, I mean good. the the, the, the other. I never thought about that. That's what they're talking about. Yeah, I straight yeah. away went to jail. jail. <laughs> Seriously, I wasn't. I didn't yeah, connect anyway, it. Like, who is holding <laughs> an armadillo captive? That's what zoos are, really, oh, aren't they? They never jails, thought about yeah. that. Yeah. You're so special, yeah. aren't you? <laughs> You're you. very special. The uh, the other cool thing is they've got a. There's one type of armadillo that's got a defensive mechanism, and so when it's attacked, it'll jump three feet in the air. Really? Oh. Yeah. Can you find this a YouTube video? This is your spirit animal. This is, my this spirit is actually animal. your spirit animal. They call me armadillo. We need to find an anim- animal for everyone. What do we think Mr. 97's animal is? Little Ooh. koala. Little yeah. koala. A koala. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. That's I don't it. know that he liked you calling him a koala. <laughs> yeah, he he doesn't get very that. impressed by that. What, you, what would you go, 97? <sighs> um... I don't know, maybe dolphin. I was thinking oh, dolphin. dolphin. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're horny yeah. as well. Smart. smart. They are. Smart. Smart and horny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very I had specific. no comment. I had yeah. no comment. Yeah. That was true. Oh, he's actually blushing. <laughs> Look what you did to whenever him. Fun, whenever he finds me funny, he blushes. Which is, is uh, that, great. Is you that just what you tell yourself? That's a belief. Yeah. Dolphin's yeah. horny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. Is that what you tell yourself? No, but he, you actually need a Miss 97 for the laughing thing. Like when I... um. Yeah, if I make any joke and it's subtle, yeah, I look at ninety seven because he gets it. He knows what's up. Anyway, or is he just? Or is he's, yeah, he's, he's just uncomfortable nice. and awkward yeah, yeah. for he's you. Yeah. <laughs> That's, right. That's his job. That's either, his job. either way, uh, well, enjoy your uh, trip to New Zealand. You can actually I take will. some time to relax. And, and good luck, you guys. Oh, thank and you. thanks for having me. That was super fun. Yeah, well, nice we'll to get, see you. I'm looking forward to getting you back when, like, a new book is a good excuse just to. Deconstruct the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, that's wild. We might do something else before then. Okay, let's I'd like to hear about you know Mr. Ninety Seven's bamboo undies. Yeah, and absolutely. We can talk about and the, yeah, we yeah. Should, yeah. And should we're always it. happy to yeah. hear what the tradies at your house are saying about us. Oh yeah, yes. that was nice too. Yeah, what yeah. sort of trade are they? Yeah. Uh, pavers. Pavers. Like, like, down the pavers. Yeah, like yeah. Concrete yeah. stuff as well. Strategy. Big in the construction industry. It's actually quite complicated to do that. Shaping and cutting and definitely leveling. Is it a driveway or what's the? It's a little courtyard. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's going to have barbecue. Yeah, I might invite you. Okay, that yeah. yeah. might. Yeah, no, I get it. Maybe. There this was is, not much commitment. This is the best part that. about recording a podcast. Like you have all these things. Yeah, yeah. I'm cutting up everyone's in- invitations they've given to me over yes. the years. Yeah. And I'll put it together as a as yeah. a montage. Yeah. Anyway, uh, hi at the daily talk yeah. is the email address. Uh, one uh, more thing, if you're listening, Gemma Watts. Mm. Oh yeah, Happy Gemma birthday. Watts. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. Gemma's birthday. We just uh, birthday, I sent it. I sent her a text message. Did you? She listens to the podcast. Okay. Happy birthday, Gem. Uh, also, uh, if you need video production, 
uh, we do that. And so send us an email and we can help you. Uh, we'll <clears> see you tomorrow, guys. Why did you just... <laughs> is, that too, is that sell too hard? That was, <laughs> yeah. no, was all right. Lisa, what do you think? Yeah, I love that. Why uh, yeah. not? Yeah, that's what, we're trying, that's what we're trying yeah. to do yeah. at the end yeah. of each yeah. one. But yeah, we're getting right. used to the ask. Yeah. So if you're... Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, if, you, you, if you enjoy the show, we, we want to keep doing it. It's totally appropriate to ask people for their business. Mm-hmm. And so we do like video production for, I think we You've specialize in the, yeah, the human centered yeah. stuff, celebrating people yeah. in motion form, also known as video. All right. Uh, see you guys. Have a good one. See you tomorrow. See ya.